Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. On today's call, I'm answering some really specific questions that a caller has for me on a live pre-recorded call. We repurpose these questions and answers to bring value to you, your lives, and your journey in your overcoming. Take a listen. And if you love this podcast, please share rate, and review it so that we can continue to help you and others on their journey in overcoming. Anybody, any questions? Anything I can help with? Wendy? I know um, that there... Yes. Go ahead. Um, Uh You weren't here last week, but we had a conversation as to what are our our trigger foods or whatever, and I was really worried about um, Thanksgiving. I make the best stuffing on the planet, and it's Mm -hmm. got lots sausage, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I was stressing out about it so bad. And it was just me and my husband because of the quarantine. We don't want to go anywhere. Mm. And um, guess what we ended up doing so that I didn't make this horrendous uh, stuffing that's probably more calories than a whole carrot cake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always make extra. So we have like extra for a whole week. What I did is we got a carryout from Boston Market, and we chose all the sides, the healthy sides and whatnot, and uh, I didn't have a pumpkin pie because that's my other trigger. So the next morning on Friday, I got on the scale, and I lost six pounds that week. Yay. Good for you. That's I know. great. I was so worried about it, and I thought, okay, let's just eliminate the problem so I can't overeat this pumpkin pie or stuffing. Yeah. Right. So that's what we did. Good for you. That's a big success. Thank you. Excellent. Good so job. Fun. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You know, trigger foods can be really tricky this time of year, especially if, you know, I do know that many people didn't have as large of gatherings and then cooking all those foods with a really small gathering can be very difficult. So it, you made an excellent choice, and it sounds like definitely the right one for you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it at the time I was doing it, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I was a little crabby knit because it wasn't the typical things that I love. But mm-hmm. you know what? I have to, I have to think. Um, I thought about it the other day. I have to eat to live not live to eat. Yeah. 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 So every meal, every day, I have to make better choices. Yeah. Yeah. You need that. We need to paint that on your, on your wall or something. It's a great mantra. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm doing okay. But you know, sometimes, you know, it's a roller coaster. Right. Uh, So, so far so good, but, uh, yeah. That's all. Good for you. Well, so you, you know, you eliminated 
some triggers and it seems to really have been successful for you, which I think is fantastic. And then just recognizing the roller coaster of emotions that can come with that. I think people underestimate the, the roller coaster of emotions that can come before, during, and after that decision. Just like there's a roller coaster of emotions that happen when you keep the trigger foods in, except that roller coaster, most people are used to being on that ride. And so eliminating the trigger foods for many people, they don't recognize, you know, wow, this might be really difficult emotionally before, during, and after that day. And there is a lot of emotions to that. And it is one day at a time. And so you did, a, you know, you made a great intentional decision. And that's awesome. And you'll get to reap kind of the benefits from that and then recover and recalibrate and then see what you want for future, right? Right. So that's great. I love that for you. you. Nothing to worry about. Right? And that's what awareness is all about, honestly. You know, when we're aware of what triggers us, whether it be food or phrases or people or teenagers or whatever, when we're aware of what triggers us, we can then make the conscious decision as to what we want to do with it. Right. And that's empowerment. Like that's really where where we get to have power in our world. It's not to say it's not without emotion or emotional consequences. It definitely is. But we have a definitive intention then and we can move forward in a good positive direction which is great. Right. Yeah. Good for you. I love that. And then I find that every day I'm like, at the end of the day, I'll be like, I made it through another day. I was perfect in my choices for another Mm day. Yeah. It feels so much better than being out of control. Yeah. And so have you, I'm just curious, have you at the end of a day, where you feel like you have accomplished your uh, intentions with your food. Have you written down what it feels like, really feels like at the end of that day? No, I have not done that. And I agree with you. I should do that so I can look back. Yeah. Yeah, that's, That's good. Yeah. I'm not into shoulds. It just an is. And I want you to. Because it it will help so much on the days or a day where it feels like you could be, you know, sinking, your ship could be sinking. It's beautiful to have that to pull out, to read of like, okay, I really want to feel this at the end of today. Right. And if you have that, it becomes your roadmap. For finding your way home. Yeah, I do a, a thing on the web. It's called Fit Day, Fit F I T D A Y dot com, mm-hmm. and you can go in and you can. It's all charts and graphs, and you can put in your food and mm-hmm. the quantity, and it automatically breaks down the fats, the carbs, the protein, the everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you can see as the course of the day goes on exactly how many calories you're at, how much protein you've eaten. Well, there's many tabs on it, but one of the other tabs is journaling. And mm. I've done, like, every one of the tabs except that journaling. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've got to get on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even if yeah, that even if you don't do it every day, but you do it one day where you really feel accomplished, and then you use that as your protege, and then you can keep adding to it, and um, it really does help because it is the roadmap to the emotions or the or the number of emotions that you want to feel at the end of the day. Oh, that's good, Wendy. Very good. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah. 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 You know, so often I find that people use journaling for all the bad stuff. When they do something bad, when something bad happens, when they need to write an unsent letter to someone that's done them wrong or, or for someone that's binged, they journal it. But nobody ever journals the good stuff. And to me, that's the stuff I really want imprinted on my brain and my soul. I don't want all the crud imprinted in me. Not to say that you can't learn from writing down bad stuff and that you shouldn't journal the bad stuff because it is a way to get it out. But don't discount the good because we really want to imprint that. When we feel good, we do good. And so we really want to imprint the feelings that we get when we've done what we've set out to do on whatever level that might be. Right. Excellent. Yeah. So using that in both dimensions. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.